0: Corner as a podcast for you. It's a healthy dialogue in between two preachers that just so happen to be husband and wife. These two are lovers of various styles of preaching, and the reaction style type of episodes during season one was a hit. We look forward to seeing what season two has in store for us. This podcast is available on all digital platforms. Tune in twice a week for new episodes. We're looking forward to catching you on the corner.
1: family. I'm Vanita R. Mayberry, co founder of Mafia Outreach. We are a nonprofit organization. Many of you know who we are, and we cater to the needs of our community. We offer food, clothing, diapers, and wipes. Since we are fairly new, we aren't eligible for grants that are provided um, in our community to assist with rental assistance and utility assistance, but there are several families that are dealing with hard times that the pandemic brought about, and with your contribution, we will be able to do our part. We're not asking for much, but we would like to see if you would like to partner with us to provide for the many families that are in need. If you please find it in your heart to donate to our cause, we would greatly appreciate it, and I'm sure each family would too. If you would like to donate, visit our website at www.WeAreMafia.com. That is WeAreMafia, M-O-F-I-A dot com. Our cash app as well is Dollar Sign Mafia Outreach. Thanks so much in advance. God bless you and have a great day.
2: This, Jesus, that. You better think twice before you say that. You better call on Jesus' life right now. Before we crack the sky, the voice going down. There's timing on your side. There's timing on your side. timing on your side. The timing on your side. Better call on Jesus, like right now. Right before we crack the sky, sky. and boy is going down. down. What is wrong with you? Why don't you? you have no fear? fear. you going through your sins, Sin. you still don't have no care? God will expose you. Expose. That's the underwear, and you sitting there naked. No. You still don't have no care? No. That's no. a dang shame. Man. You led to your retribution, you had man. your captivation, will you led to your destruction? Man. Now you sitting there, now wondering why. why. God led you to your own understanding, cause man. time ain't on your side. Bro, like TikTok, time is ticking away like Grandpa's clock, better get it together now while there is time left, no offense or foul, you better call a ref, go, all I hear is Jesus this, Jesus that, you better think twice, twice before you say that, you better call on Jesus life right now, right before now, we cry, scout, right the boy's going down, let's go, timing on your, God, your side, the timing on your side, time you timing on your side, you your time Thanks, uhm, the timing on your side, better call on jesus like right now right before we crack the and sky and boy it's going down yeah i'll never be the man that i used to be yeah i'll never be the man that i claim to be god had us the plans for my life so i fought then, then i gave up, up. then i, I went willingly. willingly yeah mm-hmm. time is the thing we can't afford to lose mm-hmm. this right, living is the thing that we're supposed to mm-hmm. do all the glory goes to my king yeah. all my love and all my places too i live mm-hmm. for the mm-hmm. truth amen all I hear is Jesus this, Jesus that, that. You better think twice, twice. before you say that. that You better call on Jesus' life right now. now. Before we crack the sky, then boy boy's going down. There's timing on your side, the timing on your side, There's timing on your side, timing on your side, you better call on Jesus' life right now. Before we crack the sky, sky, boy is going down. down. Look into my eyes and tell, tell me what you see mm-hmm. I'm not a teacher nor a preacher, I'm just doing me mm-hmm. I'm just being me, mm-hmm. I'ma work on me mm-hmm. I love the evil ways, so I had to cop the heat Nowadays, boy, I can't stand I can't it I live every day yeah. like he made it, yeah. yeah Now I'm sitting over here trying to make it yeah. Don't break it for yeah. the glory of God, I couldn't shake it Ain't real talk though, all I hear I is this I the, the, the time of no face to say that that's long shot, but it's like right time to make a mess oh, and get it right to game. The boys going down. God
0: bless. This is an in-house production.
3: Time for many different reasons who even believe it. many can't trace roots or even determine what's the truth can't imagine being slaves back in the biblical days it's in a book cotton easing up for debate a source worth picking especially the times that we live in shackles and chains transformed for metal to cyber justice for injustices. Just what us is after Red and blue is just a different chapter Hypocrisy, democracy The fucking masters in unison and laughter While the human race is torn and scattered Dazed and confused on what really matters Our lives has been served upon a platter We're in last place in the rat race And the bad chase is all we're after can agree to disagree, disputes and hidden agendas is all I see. I'm glad, I'm so glad about it Amen. that mercy and grace is not left up to me. We never see the year of Jubilee. When will freedom ring? When will freedom ring? When will freedom ring? Let freedom ring. Let's Let
4: sing. Every voice I heaven with the harmony of let our rejoices rise high as the listening sky I don't job up oh, 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 oh. no, 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 no,
1: Everybody, come on, put those blessed hands together and give our God a hand clap of praise. Amen. Nobody but God. Amen. Amen. How many glad to be back in the house of the Lord one more time? Amen. This is certainly a grace gift. Amen. That God woke us up this morning in our right minds. Amen. I taught my grandbabies yesterday to say with the activities of my limbs amen nobody but god amen and i consider that a gift amen to be amongst the land of the living today not being viewed but being seen amen amen if you will come on stand to your feet. amen i do want to greet those that are joining us via youtube greetings in the name of the lord amen welcome 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 to house of deliverance amen thank you for joining us this morning for our sunday morning worship encounter amen welcome to house of the Del- we believe that deliverance is a choice amen you have to choose to be free amen we honor the lord this morning amen amen with everything in us amen giving him glory honor and praise but yet another opportunity amen just to stand in his presence another opportunity to say god thank you for bringing me this far i know you didn't bring me this far to leave me, but God, I give you glory today, hallelujah, for looking beyond my faults and still meet my needs this morning, amen, we give God the glory and the honor, amen, if you haven't had an opportunity, those of you that are joining for the first time via YouTube to um, to check out our webpage, you, go, you can do that at imhod.com, that's I-M-H-O-D.com, there you can learn more about who we are, the Bible studies that we have. Um, you can become an online member, in-person member. You can sow, give seeds of tithe and offering. You can also submit a prayer request. Amen. Believe it or not, people are looking for prayer, y'all. Did y'all know that press still works? Amen. And we are bombarded with prayer requests all the time. Amen. There on our web page, you can also find our Mafia Outreach. Um, that website is We Are Mafia. M O F I A. Dot com That stands for Members of Faith in Action. Amen. There you can submit a request for assistance. If you know someone in need, please feel free, amen, to take advantage of those proceeds as well. Amen. We do want to stand in the gap uh, for prayer for um, Pastor's uncle. We want to keep him in prayer, amen, as he, uh, Uncle Wayne, uh, widely as he goes through um rehab. Amen. It's nothing like, I mean, when you've had your limbs all your life and then you have to get your leg amputated, I think that takes you to a whole nother place in your mind. Amen. So we want to be praying for his mind this morning. Amen. Praying for speedy recovery this morning and praying for his wife who um suffered a stroke and then now he went into all of this that he's got going on. So we want to be prayerful. For that family, Lord, just say, I mean, you know, with everything going on around us, it could be us, but I thank God for His grace and His mercy this morning, amen. I do um, want to give honor to our pastor this morning. I thank him, amen, for who He is in this house. I thank Him for His leadership, amen, for this house, amen. I give God glory for each and every one of you. Come on, put your hands together for yourself. Sometimes you got to give yourself an applause, amen. Amen. Thank God that you are still here hanging in there. Amen. If you have any prayer requests for those of you that are joining us via YouTube, please make sure that you submit a prayer request. Amen. We will touch and agree with you as well. We want to be praying for Steen's family. Amen. As they're out. Amen. And um, Their family is ill. We want to be praying for them today. Amen. We want to be praying for our pastor as well. He has been under the weather for the last couple of days, so we want to keep him in prayer um, also. Amen. Amen. I think that covers everything. We're going to have our mission and our motto reading this morning. Amen. And our motto reads, it takes a village to save a soul, serving God through serving others, each one reach one. Our mission statement reads, the mission of House of Deliverance is setting the captives free by ministering to the brokenhearted and maturing them spiritually. We want to be able to bring the good news to those that will listen. We must work wholeheartedly to bring God's spirit working in them. We are called to teach that salvation is available through faith in Christ. We are to be encouraging in heart, unified in love, committed to carrying out Christ's work. As Christ works in us, We ought to tell others about him. Who do you know that needs to hear this news? Isaiah 61 through 3, the year of the Lord's favor. The spirit of the Lord God is upon me because the Lord has anointed me to preach good tidings to the poor. He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives and the opening of of the prison to those who are bound, to proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord and the day of vengeance of our God to comfort all who mourn, to console those who mourn in Zion, to give them beauty for ashes, the oil of joy for mourning, the garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness, that they may be called trees of righteousness, the planting of the Lord, that he may be glorified. Amen. I am, H-O-D, H-O-D, that's my church. Amen, I give God glory, amen, for that decree on this morning. Amen. Before we go any further, I'm going to read um, our prayer book this morning, because I think it is so good. Amen. And it's, so, it's right on time, as usual. Amen. Our morning scripture is coming from 1 Corinthians 2 and 9, and it reads, However, as it is written, what no eye has seen, what no ear has heard, and what no human mind con- has conceived, those are the things that God has prepared for them who love him somebody just holler out Jesus paid it all <laughs> pray this prayer with me father in the name of Jesus i come before you today thanking you for life for health and for strength i praise you father for a mind to serve you. I thank you, Lord, that after everything the enemy's done to me, after everything people have done to me, and after everything I've done to myself, that your plan for my life is still active, is still alive. And that all things are still working together for my good. I thank you for Jesus. And Father, I thank you for washing and covering me in your blood. Thank you that the blood of Jesus will never lose its power. And that it was enough to pay for my sins. Thank you that I don't have to pay for what Jesus already paid for. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for planning ahead and for making provisions for my redemption. Thank you for preparing my mess ups and for devising the perfect strategy to guarantee my safety come on somebody just holler out i thank you jesus it's in jesus name we pray amen and amen jesus paid it all he paid it all so that we wouldn't have to pay the price amen i give god glory this morning amen for paying it all just for me look at your neighbor and say jesus paid it all Sometimes you gotta remind each other. Look at somebody else and tell them you don't have to do nothing for it. Jesus paid it all. Come on now, put those blessed hands together. Amen. Praise the Lord. Amen. We're gonna go a little higher in our worship this morning. Amen. We're gonna just worship just a few minutes. Amen. Just to usher in the presence of God. Amen. For for those of us, you know, when you're coming in, you want to kind of unwind a little bit. Amen. And this is. Our opportunity, Amen. To just clap kind of hands and give God glory for what He has already done. Hallelujah! What He's done this week, how He's blessed this week.
5: Hallelujah! Oh yes, I'll still bless you in the middle of the storm, in the middle of my trial. I'll still bless you.
1: That's a hard thing to do sometimes. In the middle
5: of the road When I don't know where to go I'll still bless you In the middle of my storm In the middle of my trial I'll still bless you When I'm in the middle of the road And I don't know which way to go I'll still, I'll still bless you I'll
1: Come on, just I'll raise that up. You All you're saying is I'll still bless you. Reason. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. him no matter what it look like. Hallelujah. No matter what we feel like in our bodies this morning, we still gotta bless him. Hallelujah. There's nobody that's been better to us than God been to us. Hallelujah. She said, you've been so good to me. You've been faithful. Oh, he's been faithful to us, y'all. Even when we're not faithful to him, we serve a faithful God. Oh, have mercy. the rising of the sun to the going down of the same. to your name God hallelujah can anybody attest to that this morning that great is your faithfulness to me lord have mercy great is your faithfulness towards me nothing else nothing else matters His faithfulness y'all know since i'm singing by myself i had to sing my favorite song this morning because every now and again i just want to remind the lord that i love you with everything in me <laughs>
5: Help me say that. Come on. You reign on the throne, for you
1: are God and God alone. My cloudy days. Come on, if you're grateful, lift that up. Come on. You this song. I
5: just wanna say that. I lift my hands in total adoration to you. You reign on the throne. For you are God and God alone. Because of you, my cloud. But I need. Knew- tell you lord i love you more than anything that's my testimony this morning i love you jesus i worship and adore you yeah just wanna tell you lord i love it up come on Lord I worship and adore you I just wanted to take time out to say oh yes I do Lord I love you more than anything come on
1: come on worship him this morning say Lord And to give God praise right now just to let him know why do you love him you got one reason come on you got one opportunity to stand before him at the throne right now and just tell him tell him why you love him
5: hallelujah glory 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 hallelujah Jesus I love you Lord
1: love him this morning because he first loved me y'all hallelujah he loved me when i didn't have my mind stayed on him hallelujah when i wasn't thinking about building a relationship with him he loved me hallelujah he loved me when i was in my unlovable state hallelujah and for that, I give him glory this morning. Hallelujah. Thank you for your love, God. Hallelujah. Thank you for your grace and your mercy today, God. Thank you for divine direction this morning, Lord. Nobody like you, God. Hallelujah. We will bless you in this place, God. We'll bless you in the middle of the storm. Hallelujah. When we don't know which way to go, we will bless you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory to your name. What an awesome God we serve. One that sits high but he looks low. I thank God. Hallelujah for all that he is. All that he has done hallelujah in our lives hallelujah up to this point god i don't take for granted god that you keep waking us up every morning god that you keep providing and making ways lord hallelujah that you keep opening doors that you keep blessing god that you remain faithful hallelujah when we're not faithful towards him he remains faithful to us hallelujah and for that today god we say thank you today lord Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Come on, we got a right, y'all. Psalms 100 say, we got a right. Psalms 150. The first verse say, we got a right. A reason and a responsibility to give God praise. Hallelujah. And every chance I get, I want to give God praise. Hallelujah. From the rising of the sun to the going down of the same. His name is worthy is great and is greatly to be praised amen we don't know where we would end up on tomorrow but I thank God hallelujah for another opportunity to get my life right today I thank God for another opportunity y'all people not getting opportunities no more people are falling dead like flies children babies high schoolers And I want to make sure that my eyes, when I open up my eyes again after I die, that I see the Lord of lords and the king of kings. Hallelujah. Come on, put those blessed hands. Hallelujah for our God. Hallelujah. I want to thank God for his faithfulness. And my, damn, my family tree. Amen. I thank God for his faithfulness. Amen. Amen. To my family family to my children amen to my children's children amen we give god glory amen for his faithfulness for our church family i thank god for his faithfulness amen towards each and every one of you and your families amen i pray for our adult children this morning amen god just laid on my heart you know every so often to pray for our children our adult children You know so many times as parents you know when you have adult children you just take for granted they got it amen they got it they got their stuff together they they're doing okay amen but god every now and again puts something in my spirit to pray for our young adults hallelujah i thank god for covering our children amen the ones that are saved and those that are unsaved i give god glory even now hallelujah for his protection over their lives Hallelujah, we know that they're doing what we did when we were growing up. Hallelujah, so I want God to protect them until they find out who He is. Amen. God do it for them even now. Hallelujah. Glory to your name God, Hallelujah and I will be careful to give you the praise, the glory, and the honor. Hallelujah that you are so worthy of. Hallelujah Jesus. Hallelujah, In Jesus name. Whenever y'all get on y'all knees in y'all prayer time, just call out Brandon's name for me every now and again. Just call out his name. Amen. The Bible says the prayers of the righteous availeth much. Amen. And sometimes it takes a village. We say it every Sunday. It takes a village to save a soul. Amen. So we want to be prayerful, amen, for our young adults. Amen. That the enemy don't take them and, and take, you know, just take them astray. Their minds stayed on who He is. Amen. Without further ado, amen, we're going to have our psalmonic selection. Amen. And then the Word of God. Come on, put those blessed hands together. Amen.
0: As we reference God, you may be seated. <laughs>
6: For my eyes, Uh, uh, keeping me safe from all the pain I thought. Ooh, I never. Let your light shine, have your way away with me, please. And if it don't break, it's only Give me, me. Making me more than what I thought I'd be, yeah. Taking me places never thought I'd see. He, he gave me faith. Saw me feed for yes. And he's making a way.
1: i going to put those blessed hands together if you know God been making a way for you. Amen. He says, you should be grateful. He said, if things that's going on around me, if it, if it don't break me, it's only making me. <laughs> Whatever you do, God, I don't care. Just make me into whoever I'm supposed to be. Amen. He is making a way for us. Amen. Amen. If you have your Bibles, turn with me to Matthew, the 22nd chapter.
0: Matthew twenty. Matthew 22. When you have to say amen.
1: Amen. And it reads, I'm going to read another version, so mine is going to be a little bit different. Um, Well, I'll read the King James, just so we'll be on the same page. And it reads, And Jesus answered and spake unto them, again by parable, saying, The kingdom of heaven is like unto a certain king, which made a marriage for his son." And sent forth his servants to call them that were bidden to the wedding, and they would not come. Again he sent forth other servants, saying, Tell them which are bidden, Behold, I have prepared my dinner. My oxen and my fatlings are killed, and all things are ready. Come unto the marriage. But they made light of it and went their ways, one to his farm, another to his merchandise. And the remnant took his servants and entreated them spitefully and slew them. But when the king heard thereof, he was wroth, and he sent forth his armies And destroyed those murderers and burned up their city. Then said he to his servants, The wedding is ready, but they which were bidden or invited were not worthy. Go ye therefore into the highways, and as many as you find, bring them to the marriage. Your Bible might say, Bid them. To the marriage, so those servants went out into the highways and gathered together all as many as they could find, both bad and good. And the weddings was furnished with guests. And when the king came in to see the guests, he saw there a man which had not on a wedding garment. And he said unto him, Friend, how camest thou in hither, not having a wedding garment? And he was speechless. Somebody say speechless. Then said to the king, to the servant, then said the king to the servants, bind him hand and foot and take him away and cast him into outer darkness. There shall be weeping and gnashing of teeth. Fourteenth verse says, For many are called, but few are chosen. I want to thank God for the reading, for the hearers and the doers of his holy word. I just want to pray before we get started. Amen. Lord, we just thank you today, God, for who you are, Lord. We thank you, God, for what you've already done thus far. God, we thank you for your anointing, for your power in this place. We thank you for your sovereignty in this place, God, who you are, the power you hold in this place today, God. We thank you for it, God, and we don't take it for granted. but we give you glory, God, for who you are, Lord. And we come today, God, not asking for any special requests. God, but we say that any way you bless us today, God, we will be satisfied. we know that you are the author and the finisher of our faith. And we don't take it for granted, God. But we thank you for your provision in this place today, God. We thank you for coming to see about us. Even as we stand, God, we ask right now, Lord, that you bind up every foul and filthy spirit that will come against your word on today. Every spirit of division, distraction, strongholds, God. We cast down every vain imagination, every high thing that would exalt itself in your presence, God. And we ask today that you have your way. Hallelujah. Thine own way in this place today, God. Do what you want to do in this place today. Hallelujah, God. We give you the glory even now. Hallelujah for anointing the ears of your people that we may hear what it is that you are saying to the church on today. Hallelujah. We thank you in advance we give you glory in advance hallelujah for what you're about to do we give you glory in advance for the doors that you're about to open we give you glory in advance god hallelujah for how you're about to catapult us to the next dimension in you we give you glory now god hallelujah for understanding and revelation of your word hallelujah for knowledge this morning, God, hallelujah. Knowing, God, that you don't come to hurt us, but to build us up. Hallelujah. To edify your sons and your daughters. God, and we give you glory this morning. Hallelujah. For doing just that for us on today. Hallelujah. We ask, God, that you remove every burden, every doubt, every excuse. God, we ask that you heal, save, set free, and deliver in this house come on somebody put your blessed hands together say it right now for me god come on say it real loud do it for me right now god hallelujah before you take your seat this morning i want you to look at your neighbor and tell your neighbor stop making excuses find you somebody else and tell them stop making excuses come on you may be seated in the presence of our god Stop making excuses. Amen. God gave me that title, No More Excuses. Amen. Amen. So often, amen, we, were, we, we are good about excuses. We're good about having an excuse for everything under the sun. I don't care what it is, good or bad, we got an excuse for it. We got an excuse not to get up. We got an excuse, reason why we need to lay down. We got an excuse why we're going to go to the doctor. We got an excuse why we don't want to text somebody back that's been texting you all day. We got an excuse why we ain't read our Bible. We got an excuse why we don't get on our knees and pray. We got excuses, excuses, excuses. And God says, stop with the excuses. We are living in an hour Where? where unconsciously, We have taken the word of God for granted because we sit under so much word every Sunday and every Wednesday or Tuesday or Friday or whatever day you may have service throughout the weekday. We sit under so much word sometimes that we leave here with no true conviction. We leave angry before we understand that we're not mad about what was said. We are angry because that's us. We don't leave with a true conviction. We leave here feeling like this is the norm or just the way that things are supposed to be. That's not so. For some of us, church has become a habit. We come out of habit or we come out of routine. This is what we've been doing since we were little, and this is what we're going to continue to do. And if you're not careful, the devil will make the word of God common to you, and you'll get used to reading the words on the page not looking for revelation or seeking god for deliverance It'll just become a story
0: parable to
1: become what you're used to reading or looking at every sunday or every wednesday but you'll start looking at it not trying to find revelation in what was said but will look at it and say uh this is not for me or Oh, you know, I don't, I don't believe that. I don't want to hear that. I'm going to look for revelation or to be delivered. man. the Bible says, search the scriptures, for in them you think you have eternal life. If somebody told me that I got eternal life through the word of God, every chance I get, I'm going to be opening this book. Guess what? If somebody told you that in the Bible it was a way to get rich quick, to make a million dollars well, oh, boy, we'd be to up every Bible in the state trying to figure out, where's the million dollars? Y'all may be too young to remember this, but they used to have a thrifty nickel when we was growing up. I think they still do have them at the corner store. And yeah. so they got the, the little coin and the thrifty nickel and they hide it in the pages. It's not that many pages, maybe about what, about 15 pages? And they hide this coin, but it's in one of the articles. And you gotta find it. And if you find it, you get a prize, a, a monetary prize. You know, we were young, so we thought $25 was a lot of money. I mean, $25, you can go to McDonald's, and that's gone. I'm talking about two people. But then you could do a lot with $25. So be, me and my sister used to be thumbing through that thrifty boy trying to find that $25 coin. And every now and again, we'll find the coin. And sometimes it was impossible to find. And That's how the word of God is as far as revelation is concerned. You can search, you can read, you can try your best to understand, but if God has not given you revelation, that's what I talked about last week. If, if, what got me last week, I was so mind-blown that God said, he has already picked people who are, are going to accept the revelation of his word. He said there are some people that will not ever accept
0: the revelation of what he has to say. They'll only be offended. Because they are not healed. Oh, my God. And the only reason why that that happens in every church, this is not abnormal. This is why why I learned how to go with the flow. Because this is not abnormal. This is how this happens. Unfortunate, but it's the truth. The Bible says search the scriptures, for
1: in them you think you have eternal life. We ought to be busting the Bible open. For people of God, it's time to diligently seek after the things of God. Not people, not the approval of others, not for your pastor, your first lady, because I'm talking to the people on the Internet as well. Stop seeking for everything else. Monetary things, stop it. God said it's time for us to seek after the things of God with all
0: diligence. He said no. Of being content with the surface, but searching, digging for the authority of what the truths are. When you really want to go on with God, he said you must obtain the authority in
1: the scriptures after reading them. The point of the scriptures is to
0: edify us, to give us strength to make us better, to make us whole, right? Or we don't read our Bible the way that we should. Amen? He said that we should obtain the authority in Scripture after all, it is a gold map to heaven. My prayer today is that God opens all that will Every girl present who has a desire to be saved, and after being saved, to really live holy. According to his word, he said, open your ears. Spiritual. I want to let you know
1: that it's more than about being saved. Once you get saved, that's the beginning. It's more to this thing, which is where the battle begins. It is killing your flesh. It's self-discipline. And we don't like discipline. Have you ever noticed that when you start a diet, we all, I, I do this every year. Oof, January come, baby, I'm supposed to lose about 40 pounds. I get my regimen together. I say, what, I'm going to buy at the store. And then for some reason, them brown burgers be calling me. For some reason, I can't seem to get my legs up to want to walk around the block. Just around the block. I can't do it. because my flesh won't
0: let me. It has control over me. So, my prayer today is that we understand.
1: Every man, woman, boy, and girl present. He said, to have a real desire to be saved and live holy according to his word. Amen. He said, after being saved... Then we got to seek for the Holy Ghost, because that is the keeper. He said, now that you are saved, there is a life you must live. There is a standard you must abide by. And no matter how uncomfortable, no matter how offended we get, we must adjust and transform. Have you ever worked with a trainer at the gym before? Was y'all buddy-buddy, or was you mad at at him half the time? I was mad in mine half the time. But you know, when I got the results though was great. The end result is always the bum. But I was mad when I had to walk do all them, what to call them thing, blurpees and and, and and you know, squats and all that stuff. I was mad about that part. But the results, that's how you gotta look at it with, with the gospel. It's hard when you're transforming, but the end result though is eternal life. Oh my God. The end result is eternal life. So no matter how uncomfortable or offended, we got to adjust and transform. Amen? No more excuses. Amen? It's time for us to come in here with our hands up. Amen? Giving God full authority over our lives. Amen? We can't come in here with our own agenda. Amen? This is not the hour to live carelessly. Amen. It is not the hour to attend services just to be entertained. I'm sorry. This is not BET. This is not the hour to come to service looking for a boo or a bay thing. This ain't what that is. This ain't Christian Mingle either. But you got to come in with a pure heart ready to surrender your will for God's will. Y'all know how miserable it would be if we keep trying to put our will in the front of God's will. And he said... Not my will. He said it on the cross. He surrendered his own will that we may live. We got to surrender our will to God. It's very important to understand that we come to church to meet a faithful and a life-changing God. So many times we listen to the word on the fence, but today I want you to listen with your spiritual ears. Amen? Come on, somebody just do like this. I know you're listening with your spiritual ear. Because this this parable blessed me, and I pray that it blessed you. Amen? I pray that it blessed you. Amen? Let's work it out. Amen? Look at the text with me. Amen? It says, Jesus spoke to them again in a parable, right? Saying, the kingdom of heaven may be compared. That's what he's telling them. The kingdom of heaven is likened. That means compared to. A king who gave a wedding feast for his son, he said, and he sent his servants to call those who had previously been invited to the wedding feast, but they refused to come. Then he sent out some other servants, tell those people that I had invited of that RSVP, y'all know how people do when you invite them to stuff and you tell them, I need you to RSVP by such and such a date. They RSVP, and then when the date come, you say, I'm just doing a, a head call so I know how many plates or, or whatever I need. How many of y'all can, you know, how many of y'all are going to come and then you don't get half the people that RSVP? That's what was going on in this story. He said, tell those people that I invited. Now, this is the second time the king sent out a second uh, a batch of servants. And he said, tell them that, look now, I prepared the dinner. The ox and the fatty calf are already cut up and they're already prepared. Everything is ready. Come on now. He said, come on to the wedding feast. See, back in those days, much like today, weddings were a big deal and were considered to be of some, you were considered to be of some importance if the king invited you to the palace to attend a wedding at his place, right? Now, according to this parable, the king sends his servants to tell them that previously RSVP'd, but the Bible says they would not come. They don't give no other explanation It say when he told the servants the first time to go get the people, they just wouldn't come. They said, no, nah, we ain't coming. So he said, what? Now Can you just see the king? Just imagine the palace is shining and everything. You know, they got the finest china, the wine, everything on the tables. The sun is sitting there. He's ready. The bride is ready. And, and he sends the invitation and they say, he, they come back and
0: say, they won't come. What do you mean they won't come? So he, he sends them out again. And he
1: tells them. Tell him to come on now. I done already cooked all the food. We got everything spread. The table is ready. Come to the feast. Now, y'all know how I am. I got a very vivid imagination. I was sitting there when I was reading this, and I could see the king with his robe on. He got his gold robe. It's, you know, it's, it got a long train on it. Just, just think about it. Just look up in the sky. Just think about this. Just imagine the king. I imagine him look like the Burger King man with the beard and the, you know, just imagine that. He got this long cape on. And he's standing there and he's angry because he sent the invitation once. He's got all of his finest apparel. He got all his fine china on the tables. The stuff is covered. The greatest feast has been prepared. The family of both wedding parties, there. are the soldiers, the servants, all of the other kings that he's invited, and they're waiting for the guests to show up. I- I'm painting a picture, y'all. So just stay with me. I can understand why he sends the servants the first time. But I don't understand the second time. See, the first time it might have been a miscommunication when the servants came back and said they won't come. What do you mean? They RSVP. I know they're coming. They already told me that they were. Go back. Okay, y'all sit down. Y'all ain't got no influence. I'm painting a picture for you. Stay with me. He said, y'all sit down. Come here, y'all, come here, Matthew, Mark, and John. I'm going to send y'all. Go get them. Tell them that everything is already prepared to come to the wedding feast.
0: The second time. He said, but they wouldn't come. Even though he sent them the second time.
1: So in the fifth verse, it says, but they paid no attention to the second invitation. They disregarded it treating it with contempt, and went away, came to the door, and they said, hey, y'all, the king, told he, y'all, he got everything ready. Y'all need to come on. Y'all already said y'all was coming. Come on, man. You know, I know the other fellas and I already came over here and knocked on the door. Y'all, come on. They closed the door and walked away, right? One, me say one went to his farm to check on his farm. That was more important than going to the king's palace. And another one went to check on his business. Your Bible might say merchandise. One went to go check on his business because he didn't have time to go to the wedding. Wasn't his son after all. So it says the rest of the invited guests sieged the servants and mistreated them and killed them. So we got three sets of people in this crowd. We got the people that's been invited that said they wasn't coming, so they just disregarded the invitation. We got those that had other things to do. And number three, those that were mad because the invitation was given for the second time. Oh, y'all stay with me. It said the king was enraged when he heard this, and he sent his soldiers to destroy them, to murder them, and he burned down a city. Talk about adding insult to injury. Not only did the king send the servants out for the second time after they just omitted to come the first time, but now upon this second invitation, they totally disregarded it. Another version said treating the second invite with disrespect. That word contempt in this scripture means feeling that a person or a thing is beneath consideration. It says they walked away, one man went to check on his farm. another check on his business, and the rest of the invited guests was on the guest list. Not uninvited people, invited people. For the second time, the rest of them grabbed the king's servants, beat them to death That so much so that they killed them. Can you imagine the anger and the rage and the betrayal the king must have felt when he heard what they did this time? I prepared this great feast for you, who said that you had accepted my invitation. I owed you once, I owed you twice, now you disrespected me by killing my servants. The Bible says this angered the king. Now I just say, I could imagine, I said, Lord, the king got so mad he stopped the wedding. <laughs> he stopped the wedding and sent his soldiers to kill the people. He took time out to burn the city down. 8 through 11 says, Then he said to his servants, The wedding feast is ready. But those who were invited are not worthy. This is where y'all need to stick with me. He said, then he said to the servants, the wedding feast is ready. But the people I
0: invited previously were not worthy of the invite. So, go to the main highway
1: that lead out to the city and invite to the wedding as many people as you can find. Those servants went out in the street and gathered together all the people they could find, both bad and good. Y'all read the scripture with me, didn't you? Said good and bad. Am I right about it? That he gathered good and bad so that the wedding hall was filled with dinner guests sitting at the banquet table. Can you see the king standing there with all his soldiers talking while the city behind him is burning up? I'm trying to paint a picture for you today. The Bible says the king turned to his servants and tells them the wedding feast is ready. Unfortunately, those that were invited are not worthy to take part in this feast. Now, I want y'all to go invite as many people as you can find. I don't care if they're good or bad. Bring them. Anybody that will come, bring them back. Anybody. I don't got no stipulations. I didn't say red, white, green, blue, black. He didn't get no, no stipulations, did he? He said, as many people as you can find, go get them, bring them back.
0: Right? The Bible said they brought them back good and bad, and they filled the wedding hall.
1: But, verse 11 says, but when the king came in, can you imagine the king entering and there's all these people, and they probably said, Oh hell, king. Whatever his name is. And, and I can see the people spread now to let the king come through. And when he came through, I say, he probably fixing his rings and stuff, you know. Now he got, a, he got a crowd, you know. Can you see the, the king stepping in the middle to greet the people? And out of the blue, he, it said, but when the king came to see the dinner guests, he saw a man there who was not dressed appropriately. Hold up. He was not dressed appropriately in wedding clothes. (laughs) And he said to him, friend, y'all know how we do when we checking our friends, friend, why you put that on, girl? I know it's in your size, but it ain't made for you. Friend, why did you do
0: that? Did y'all hear him saying
1: it? He didn't say, Boy, why are you coming here? You disrespectful.
0: Somebody come get him. He didn't get mad. He said, friend. here without wearing the proper wedding attire. And he said, you came
1: in without wearing wedding clothes. And the man was speechless and without excuse. He couldn't even tell him why he didn't put the wedding attire on. He said, why did you come in here like this? You knew where you was going.
0: Why did you come any kind of way? Well, hold up. I was feeling some type of way about that because you said Go out there and get as
1: many people as you can and bring them in. You didn't say they had to look a certain kind of way. Am I right about it? Y'all still with me? He said he got the soldiers and he tells them when he didn't have an answer. He said, get him, bind him, tie him
0: up by his hands and his feet and throw him into the darkness outside. To the darkness outside. In that place, there will be weeping. Come weeping over sorrow and pain
1: and grinding of the teeth because of distress and anger. Now, wait a minute. When I read 11 through 13, I was very, very puzzled because the folk that he had invited originally and that you wouldn't asked to come
0: twice just omitted to come. They didn't come. Now you got people that willingly came and now you got a problem. What kind of sense do that make? You didn't have the people
1: that you previously had to RSVP. You had people that weren't even on the guest list that said, I want to come and came. But when they came, you pointed out something that was
0: wrong. With the person sitting there, out of all the guests, why did the king see that one person who was not dressed in the appropriate wedding attire.
1: I said, Lord Jesus. Now, you told them folks to go get them, good or bad, it didn't matter. But you spot out one person because he wasn't dressed appropriately. The Bible says that the
0: king walked over to him, talks to him, didn't get an excuse, tells them, take him out. Do something with him. Last, but certainly not least, verse 14.
1: For many are called, but few are chosen. Haven't y'all heard that all your life? Everybody like to say that. They like to be in God's head that many are called, but few are chosen. I know y'all didn't think I know how to do that. I can, but I don't because it ain't necessary.
0: He's, the Bible says many are called, invited, summoned, selected. RSVP, but not everybody going to get chosen to come through the gate. Just like in this
1: parable, many people were invited, but at the end, only a few are chosen. I tried to paint a picture as as vivid as I could, but just in case you missed it, let's go. Here we go. Jesus is telling a parable. And he's comparing the kingdom of heaven to what's not only important, but a very familiar occasion for that day and time fit for a king and his son. Jesus was explaining the provision that had already been made for people that only had to come. He didn't ask you to bring sodas. He didn't tell him to bring napkins. Oh, such as Lisa Smell, and I think she owns to me now. He didn't ask him to bring plates, forks, ice cups. He didn't say bring nothing. He said go get them, everybody that want to come, and invite them in. He paints this picture. And Jesus was explaining the provisions already made for the perishing souls in the gospel, represented by a royal feast made by a king for the marriage of his son. He's showing that just like the king had provided everything they needed, all they had to do was come celebrate his son. So has God concerning us. He has given us everything that can add to our present comfort and everlasting happiness. He said he has called our end at the beginning and our our beginning at the end, y'all. Everything that we'll ever need, God already provided it. He said on the seventh day, he rested from all of his works. That means everything that you
0: are is already inside of you. Everything that you'll ever become is already inside of you. He
1: said just like the first and the second set of servants were sent out extending the invitation. They extended the same invitation just like that when the prophets of Old Testament, prophets of the Old Testament prevailed not, nor John the Baptist nor Christ himself who told them that the kingdom of God was at hand. People laughed at them when he told when they told them that. The apostles and the ministers of the gospel were sent out next after Christ's resurrection to tell them and us again that the kingdom
0: of heaven is at hand. To come and to persuade us to accept the
1: same offer. The Bible says it like this, kiss the son or he will be angry And your way will lead to your
0: destruction. For his wrath can flare up in a moment. His wrath will flare up in a
1: moment. I know that y'all think we serve a patty cake God who is so full of grace and mercy that he don't get mad. Y'all think we we serve a God who always want to make your way and pat your back and tell you how wonderful you are when you know you're not wonderful. It said right here, he said, kiss his son or he will be angry and your ways will lead to destruction. For his wrath can flare up in a moment. Now listen, he said, though blessed are all who take refuge in his son. So the phrase kiss the son here refers to an act of submission and obedience. I'm going to say that again. When you accept his son, you are acting out of submission to God. Not to people, to God. If we're preaching the word, you're not submitting to me. You're not getting mad at me because I'm preaching the word. You're getting mad at God. He said, when you, kiss, when you kiss his son, you are acting out of submission to God. And obedience. He said, the reason why sinners don't come to Christ and salvation by him, it ain't got nothing to do with your church you go to. It ain't got nothing to do with people not liking their leaders. It ain't got nothing to do with the hypocrites that's already in the church. Well, those are excuses. Those are excuses. I ain't going over there. They ain't hardly got nobody else. Them folks is ignorant. They going to tell you about yourself, and, baby, they going to tell you over the
0: pulpit and will. And will. But But what's the difference? You do it, too. How do we get so offended. I'm not telling you nothing wrong. I'm telling you like this because I love you.
1: Oh, trust me, if Anita Rochelle Mayberry didn't cut nothing about you, I wouldn't tell
0: you a thing. You better ask somebody. Listen to what I'm telling you. That's my whole name, Jazz. Don't you tell nobody. you she said. I don't know what you was saying, Jazz. But just think about it like that. He said, "It ain't got nothing to do." He said, "The people
1: don't come to me not because of your church, not because of what you're preaching." I always say, "Oh, but I say people don't—they can't hang over here. This is deliverance ministry. People don't want to be delivered. It's true too, though. That's the truth. But that's not why people don't come. It ain't got nothing to do with the leaders. That's why—that's not why people don't come. I'm gonna tell you why they don't come. I said, "It's not the leaders. It's not the—it's not even the hypocrites that sit in the service and act like they saved, and then you know they ain't saved because you seen them at the club with you last Saturday." I mean, not with you.
0: Not with you. With somebody you know, they told you. He said, it's not even because of the hypocrites. Not because they can't come. You know why they don't come to Christ? They don't want to. They simply don't want to. That's what God told me. Some people just don't want to be saved. It ain't nothing you can do about it. Ain't nothing we can do about it. Hope they get saved folks. he come back for them. That is. He said there are some people that just don't want to come to Christ. Just like the people
1: just didn't want to come to the feast. Lord, have mercy. He said, the folks in the parable wasn't forbidden to attend. They just didn't go because they didn't want to. Like them, we make light of who Christ is and what he has done and of the great salvation delivered by him to us because of the damning sins in this world. Sin just be looking too good. It do Don't it seem like every time you make up your mind, I'm going to do better I'm going to get in church. I'm going to read my word. It's like your bestie always got a
0: a kickback, happy hour, a turn up, something to get you off course. Every single time, it never fails. But God said, just like them, it got us
1: because of the sins of the world. He said, they were careless, and multitudes perish forever through mere carelessness. Those that group that died, died because of their carelessness, who show no direct dislike to God, but don't show him no
0: respect either, but are careless when it comes to their souls. There is utter ruin
1: coming upon the church. And the nation. I keep telling y'all this because God keeps telling me. He said there is utter ruin coming up on the church and this nation. I'm going to say it again. He said there is utter ruin coming up on the church as a whole and the nation like we see it there in the Bible. Now, I got to admit, I told y'all I was feeling some type of way. I was mad at at the way that uh, all of that took place uh, when it came to um, Brother Man and his attire. I was feeling some type of way about that. And uh, God rebuked me about how I was feeling about this situation. Um, I thought about, you know, all the reasons why he could have got picked out. And God said, read
0: it. I read it again like, why though? Do, I don't get it. And he saw him. Like, did he have a spot on his regular clothes? Was they wrinkled?
1: Because you know this is the ever that we don't iron. Was they mitchmacks? What was wrong? Did everybody else have on the solid
0: color and he had on plaid? Like, why did he stand out in the crowd, right? Because there were so many people that filled them. Deep. God told me to read again. I read it and it led me to a scripture. This is what I found out. That's some type of way, so I did my research. Found out. And if a king throws a wedding feast, he provides the wedding attire at the door. He said, when a king throws a feast, he, he, he
1: supplies the attire. He got a servant at the door that's handing you what you need to attend the feast. Oh, God, help me today, Lord. I'm trying to keep my composure. Listen, y'all. He provides the appropriate wedding apparel as the guests enter the wedding feast.
0: So now understand why he said, friend. That's what my Bible said. It said, how did you get past the gate into the wedding without the proper attire on? They handed it to you at the door, but you didn't, nobody made you follow directions. he was speechless because he didn't want to blame nobody for not
1: telling him that he had to worry. Because you know what the truth was? Somebody told him
0: when he got to the door. But he didn't put it on because he didn't want to. Lord have mercy. So now understand why he said, friend, how did you come in
1: here and sit amongst all the other saints?
0: And nobody realized you were operating in disobedience. What you say? This is in the Bible. He said, how did you
1: come in here and sit amongst all the other saints and nobody realized you were operating in disobedience?
0: Everybody else got the attire at the door just like you did, bro. They put theirs on. But for some
1: reason, we walking line by line. I'm walking behind you, but I don't have enough
0: discernment to tap you on your shoulder and say, Friend, you messing up. Friend, you should put that
1: on. Friend, the king supplied it. That means he want us to wear it.
0: Don't get mad at me. It's the king's objective. My God, today. Uh, he said, he said, nobody discerned
1: that he was operating in disobedience.
0: So as I studied this a little further, our friend represented hypocrisy. He said, he represented the spirit of a hypocrite. One who will come to the door, did what he needs, but won't use it.
1: Acts like he's going to put it on. Because can't y'all see it? I can see him now. Let me grab my t- This is my head and my
0: robe for the wedding. I'm going to put it on hold on because I got all this stuff. I'm going to go to the bathroom put mine on. I mean, it don't matter. I'm in here. I'm in this thing. That we do? He said, how did that happen? Because nobody had discernment to know.
1: As I studied, it tripped me out to know that he represented the spirit of a hypocrite. Lord have mercy. This is a very critical time we live in. God told me this, y'all. This is a very critical time we live in. And it's time for us to use our discernment. And have careful examination of everybody around us. I'm not confused about the enemy peeping his head in every now and again. Because he knows what time we're living in also. And he's
0: battling for your mind and your soul. He said careful examination is necessary
1: for us to live in the times that we live in today. Careful examination of everybody that come in contact with you. You need to know their motive. What what do you want with me? And sure better be looking at your friends. If you know you're doing wrong, you're supposed to be living holy, and ain't nobody critiquing you.
0: You know, we're quick to say, don't be judging nobody. No, tell me if I'm wrong, if you love me. If I get mad, let me get mad. I'm going to be all right when I get by myself. That's how I am. I don't know if that's the
1: mature part of me or what. You know, when I was young, I didn't do that. I'd do the fool and I'd leave, and I won't talk to nobody. Now, I go to myself. I get by myself, Brother Christian. I do this all the time, ex-pastor. I had to go away quietly while I'm rolling my eyes and stuff like 50 times. Get in my own little space, and then God start working on me. Because
0: my ultimate goal is to see Jesus.
1: Once I get unmad, then I come back and revisit that thing. And say, Lord, here am I. I I heard you loud and clear. I got it this time.
0: He said, we need to make sure we carefully examine
1: everything. He said, it's very necessary for the time that we live in. He told me, he said, remember the scripture that says, there is a way that seems right to a man. I'm going to throw in a woman too. There is a way that seems right to a man. But the end thereof are the ways of death. That's why the Bible says in Proverbs 3 and 5, say lean not to your own understanding, but in all of your ways acknowledge him, and he will direct you, your paths with
0: an S, everywhere you need to go. He said don't lean on your understanding, because sometimes we could be ignorant and silly. And we get in our feelings. Y'all know how we do. And we'll be to miss God nothing. It probably mad at something that wasn't even geared towards you. Cold oh, thing. The devil will magnify stuff and make you feel like it's about you.
1: It don't even be about you.
0: Cold-blooded. Y'all better know he cold. Booker got
1: a t-shirt for what he do. He said, the ways thereof are death. He said, things aren't always the way they seem, but it's the trick of the enemy. He comes to kill, steal, and destroy. That man came in thinking he fooled everybody, but the king called him out. You will give him what you needed at the door, just like we. We don't get to choose what part of the gospel we want to follow. We don't get to choose what part of the gospel feel good to us. We don't get to choose which, what day we're going to follow Jesus. This is a 24-hour, seven days a week, 365-day-of-the-year kind of relationship. We're going to get to pick and choose. He said, this is the imputed righteousness of Christ, and the sanctification of the Spirit are both alike and very necessary if you want to go to heaven. We got to have righteousness, and we got to be set apart if we want to go to heaven. Lord, have mercy. He said, no man has the wedding garment by nature or can form it, prepare it for himself. But the day is coming when hypocrites will be called to account. See, some of y'all were not here last week, but I said that up here at the pulpit, did I not? I said, God told me before I even started messing with this message. God gave me the title, the scripture, everything, but you know, that, that's how I do I can't, you know I can't explain it, but God gave me something six months ago six months ago. Don't give me what to say till it gets time. But, check this out. But he told me last week that he was going to start pulling down pulpits, y'all. Shutting
0: down churches. Running out hypocrites. And look what he said this time. He said, the day is coming when
1: hypocrites will be called to account for all of their intruding ways into gospel ordinance and the taking of gospel privileges, acting like it, looking like it, having a form of godliness, but denying the power to be saved and set free. His end after being invited was hell. I heard it. It said, take this man, bind him by his hands and his feet and throw him into the outer darkness. It said, what there will be gnashing of teeth and weeping. What happened in hell? He cast him into hell.
0: What he was doing. He sent him to hell. And they say, it was, the weeping part was sorrow and hurt, pain. What we go through on a daily basis. Do you know what hell is? Separation
1: from God. Hell is merely... Being separated
0: from God. Now, some of us won't even know when you're in hell because you already been there. That's why I talked about what is normal at the beginning. Some of us been in hell and thought we was living the life. Living our best life. You say he doomed him to hell. After being invited, y'all. He was invited. They went out there and got him. And he still went to hell. As Scripture said, many are called to the
1: wedding feast. That is, many are called to salvation. But few have the wedding garment. What is the wedding garment? It is the righteousness of Christ. We all been called to salvation. He died for everybody. But just like everybody didn't attend the feast with the king, everybody ain't going to submit to God.
0: And he knew that when he died. He knew that when he was on the cross and he said, forgive them, Father, for they know not what they do. But they did know what they were doing. He just wanted God to have mercy on them. Even though he knew they was going to hell. So then God makes disagreement with us and says, hey, even if I'm this kind of God, I'll never leave you or abandon you. If you go to hell, I'm going to be right there. Oh, it don't mean you can't go. That mean when you get there, God going to still come see about you. But you can go after you've been invited to salvation. He says, salvation is righteousness and the sanctification of the Spirit. But Don't get caught without your wedding garment. Because you're going to be like the man in the scripture and have no excuse. You're going to be speechless and without excuse. God told me, he said, tell my people, after the
1: word of God, do this. This is what the Bible saying. Then let us examine ourselves honestly. I'm not telling you what I think. This is Bible. The Bible say, then let us examine ourselves honestly. Whether we are in the faith and seek to be approved by the king of kings
0: and lord of lords. Or are we seeking approval of somebody else? He said, "Examine yourself. When you die, you're gonna be up here by yourself." I would love to, you know, if I
1: to know that if when I go down there, if when I die, I can say, "Well, Lord, wait a minute. I want bailin and and Sister Kenza and all the kids. I want to go back, and I want, I need to go get Brandon out of prison and go down to uh, San Antonio and get Chris and Troy and Troy, and I want to um, uh, I want to go get." Everybody
0: I want to get everybody in the casket with me and make sure that we all go to heaven. Who wouldn't it? Truth of the matter is, you're gonna die by yourself. When we stand before the Lord, we don't want to be like him.
1: He's gonna ask you questions. Guess what? Your name is already the of life. It's a big old book with everybody in this world name in it. And he's gonna be holding, it and then he's gonna say,
0: Anita Rochelle Mayberry, come to the front. When I stand there, guess what he's going to say? He's going to talk about all the things I did when I was little. All the things I did while I was running out there chasing Fighting. Getting felonies. Going to
1: jail. And drinking. It don't matter. Because I still got to pay for every deed I did in this body, even though I'm saved. Think about the scripture with David. He had asked for forgiveness for sleeping with Bathsheba and putting her husband on the front line to die. because She she had got pregnant, remember? He asked for forgiveness. Y'all remember David is a man after God's own heart. He loved God. He was seeking after God's heart. It didn't mean that he was the favorite of God.
0: That means that that saying that he was a a man after God's own heart means he was after God's heart, literally. But even after all of that, his baby died. The man, he got the wife. But after getting the wife,
1: and the lady was
0: pregnant, and he was so excited about having this baby, but even though he was a man of God, he had asked for forgiveness. He, he had to pay. You have to pay
1: everything we do in this body. We're going to stand before God, and we've got to pay.
0: When he asks you what all you have done, you've got to have an answer. What will your answer be? Now, Lord, I know they gave me my, uh, the appropriate wedding attire at the door, but I didn't think I had to put it on yet. Uh, it didn't fit. It wasn't the right
1: size. I'm sure somebody was standing there saying, one size fit all.
0: That's what kind of guy we serve. Ah! They ain't got time to go through and look for small, medium, large, extra large, and 3X. Now, the kind of guy that we serve, I'm sure that when the kings provided it, it was the right size. What will be our experience? your excuse going to be? Just saying. you am looking at me like, Lord. There is never an excuse for being
1: rebellious towards God's word. Because that will lead you to hell. It hurts sometimes. Yes, it do. Come on, stand to your feet. It hurts sometimes. It cut like a knife sometimes. But ain't nothing like your daddy loving you enough. Y'all know your parents can be very critical. They can be, they can say ugly stuff. Boy, ain't nothing like thinking you was cute. I remember when I was young. Boy, I used to work at the club, and honey, I would get my do. You know that's when we had them stacked. Uh, her do, and I used to pull that booger real high on the both sides, like a mushroom was sitting on top of my head. And baby, I would line my lips with that extra black eyeliner, and that bright, bright, bright red. Uh, you know, my, my mom and them. You know, my mom and them been saved since I was little, and they say you got on that devil lipstick today. I said, Well, I'm going to the club to make some money. You know, I'm not going. I'm not trying to be saved at the club. But even through all of that, it, it just seems so critical and so harsh. Every time I come to the church, I be like, God, dog, man, I used to be so mad at them, but it was convicting me. I wasn't really mad at them. I was mad about the word convicting me because i knew every time i stepped through that door something was falling out for me something was falling. that's where you want to be you want to be in a place where you get mad enough to change that's where we ought to be get mad enough to say you know what devil you ain't gonna be you can't take over my mind you can't take over my finances my family my children I'm taking authority back in my household. That's where we got to be. We want to hear him say, well done. How many want to hear him say, well done? Well done, thy good and faithful servant. I don't want him to say, depart from me. I don't know you, girl. I don't want him to tell me that. My ultimate goal is not to hurt nobody. I don't want nobody to be sad. I don't never want nobody to leave. I don't want nobody to be offended. That's not my goal. My goal for preaching the way that we do is to save you. If I didn't care, it's a bunch of places that don't care. All they want is your tithes and your offering. We take up one offering a week. Folks taking up offerings online, they pass to get online, they doing uh, send a uh, $50 seed, you know. God got a word for you, but first you got to give $100. The first five people, I got a word for you. What? God gave it to you for free. But I got to pay for it. Okay. Help us today. He said discernment in this hour is very critical. Very, very critical. Come on, just lift your hands up towards heaven. God, we thank you for your word today. Thank you for every ear that here that has heard what the Spirit is saying to this church. We thank you for every person that joined us on YouTube today. We thank you for every ear there that heard what the Spirit is saying to the church. God, we thank you for, uh, for warning us, God, that the kingdom of heaven was yet at hand God calls us God to get in our places to do what it is that we need to do to prepare for the feast that you've already prepared for us in the name of Jesus I bind every foul and filthy spirit that will come against us even now against our minds against our conversation against our atmosphere God even when we leave this place God I ask that you protect us God on every hand like never before drive out every demonic force God as far as the east deals to the west you said you would in your word you said there were two touch and agree asking anything in your name that it shall be established God I'm praying this morning for discernment for every ear that heard on today to discern when things are good when people are good when situations are good and when they are bad In the name of Jesus, God, we ask that you take us safely from this place, but never your presence. God, it's in your son Jesus' name we pray. Amen and amen. And thank you so much for joining us today. The Lord has truly been great to HOD and listen, we are on the move. If you would like to partner with us because we're still trying to reach our goals and with the endeavors that we have in place. If you would like to join us all of our giving information will be at the bottom of the screen. Make sure to join us every Sunday morning at 10 a.m. for our worship experience along with our Wednesday nights rewind services. God bless you. Stay tuned. HOD is on the move